Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome everyone to yet another episode of the Bobo and Flex show. We're bringing you an incredible conversation today, one that's a little bit more philosophical. But, you know, feelings are going to get hurt, so this is just a disclaimer. My name is Bobo and I'm your host and I'm with the beautiful Flex. And today we're talking about the law of attraction and we're also talking about karma. This is going to be controversial, as you know, because all these things intersect with ideas about free will, ideas about omnipotence, ideas about religion, spirituality, all the things. Flex, I want to start off with like sort of like a basic fundamental question about karma and the law of attraction, Mm. which is that do you think there's a distinction between what we do and what happens to us? I know it's a big one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I think it's naive to think that we are definitely like pulling all the cogs and we're directly responsible for everything that happened. I don't think we're conscious mm. enough to have complete control over our entire existence. Um, but I will say that we do have more of a responsibility or more of a, um, an input in, in, in what happens to us than we take accountability for. Would you say the life you have right now, oh. and assuming you enjoy your life too, true that the life you have right now is mostly, and by mostly I mean at least more than like fifty percent, like more than sixty percent created by you, versus yeah, just a result of chain reactions that you didn't have too much to do with. I think consciously. Yes. The the I would say career wise. Yeah. Yes. I feel like a lot of the other situations though I've been quite lucky. <laughs> like Yeah. You know, I like there are quite a few things where I'm like, oh well, because my mum used to say she like you're just blessed and highly favoured. So I've always yeah. had some sort of luck surrounded by me generally. So a lot of things I can't take credit for. Um, but career wise I take credit for that shit, top to toe. But I, yeah. I understand what like, the, the distinction you're trying to make, though, because it's like, when do we pick and choose when the universe is at work yeah. and when it's us, you know, you know, pulling the wheels and, and making shit happen? And I don't think that distinction right. is ever going to be really, really clear. It's just what you happen to take credit for and what you're happy to go to sleep knowing that you, you're saying you took credit for. It's tricky. What do you think? I mean, I honestly think, like, the more important question is not so much is life happening to me or am I creating life it's more so which of those philosophies serves me right now yeah I think life is a is a tug of war between the two forces 
of like you creating things but also life creating shit to you when do i think we have free will no i don't i think we have a lot less free will than we think and i think we're a lot less free than we think however i think it's more important that we feel free than it is to be free i don't think freedom is all that necessary i don't even think it benefits anyone so i'm completely cool and chill knowing that i don't really have that much free will i also think like so i think when you are so if you're bill gates it's in your favor to to claim responsibility for the way that your life is but if you are yeah if you're just a crusty nigger who's like sitting on a couch all day and your life is trash it's in your favor to feel that life happened to you so i think that's really important is that we we don't pick like what's what feels more comfortable to us but we pick what would benefit us most so if you're in a space where you really hate your life it might benefit you more to like take more responsibility for how your life goes even though it's uncomfortable But in general like for me personally, I actually and I think my life is pretty good honestly, but I do feel like most of my life has been predetermined. I feel like to a very little extent I've been I've been pulling the strings. But I don't know. I think the analogy I would use for human beings and the concept of free will is that I think we're all like dogs on a leash. So even though you're a dog, and you are on a leash being walked by your person you still have enough freedom to like smell all the things around you and you can move a few inches here and there mm. but ultimately you are tied to a leash and so i think like when we're talking about yeah the concept of life happening to us versus us creating life i think we are working within the range of our leash and our leash is not that big honestly But that's not depre- like I think for a lot of people that's depressing. I think it it should be comforting. Yeah, I like the point you made earlier that even if you were to find out the other was apparent or not, it doesn't really make a difference to our day to day. Like yeah. you know, I always have I always think of this when I'm googling the flat earth theory as one does that yeah. <laughs> even if tomorrow they said the earth is flat, it really doesn't change anything for me day to day. So right. to place that much emphasis on knowing is it either or, it's like it's redundant at this point. Yeah, and you spend yourself crazy trying to make sense of it. Um, but you are definitely right in saying that the whole concept of free will is a justification to um, to rationalize why we are in certain spaces of our life. Right. You know, so yeah, if you're in a really shit shit way, it's easier to say that it was done to you and you you didn't have any contribution to it but if things are going well it's easy to say that so and so but I'm quite the opposite like when I'm in situations of um like turmoil I really like to remember what I did to get there because it gives me hope that I'll figure out how to get out of it and how not to get back to that spot I'm very scared or hyper aware of feeling like if things are constantly done to me unbeknownst to me that I can't dodge it in future and I'm a very big fan of not living through the same experience twice if I don't like it so you know like let's say um I had I keep you know making really shit friends for an example what 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 is my contribution to encourage those people around me and then how do I not behave in that way to give people that room yeah and it's like a question of chicken and egg like Mm -hmm. do people who have really lit lives 
are their lives great because they believe they created their lives or do they believe they created their lives and therefore their lives are great so it's just like oh i would say the latter if you Mm. believe you create your life and your life is great there's something about feeling like you have control and autonomy that just makes life easier to live for me personally yeah same it's it's nice knowing or nice deluding myself to feel as though i have um i can contribute because i feel like otherwise i would just get super fatigued and apathetic and nonchalant and what point would there be if i didn't have any say over how things were meant to go if i didn't have the illusion that i did and even if my leash is very short that little semblance of control is enough to make me feel like I have um, some value because you know yeah. that capitalist fucking would wheel. Yeah, people kill themselves. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm. why, why go on if you're a puppet? Because yeah, especially if you've indulged shitty cards. Because I, it's, it's naive to think that we can all have quote unquote good lives because good is subjective, and so when we're put in situations that are subjectively bad, you know, those things are necessary for, I don't want to say balance, because like I said, you know, earlier, I don't really think that balance is something that we can aspire for, but there definitely is like an equilibrium, um, like a constantly shifting weight of making sure that we don't teeter too far on either side. Um, But I don't know if we're always aiming for like a perfect, you know, zero medium line, or if it's nice to sort of dip up and below. Yeah. I mean, what do you think of the concept of karma? Like, I'm a big, big karma bitch. Mm. Okay, (laughs) Uh, wait, what is karma to you? Well, okay, I like that you asked this question. I don't believe that karma works um, linearly or cyclically. Cyclically? Bitch, same. You know, I don't think that, like, I did this and so that's going to come right back at me in the way that I intend. It could be in decades to come, moments to come, centuries to come. But I do think there is a reaction for every action and that Mm. there is some responsibility to take. I often do think of karma in terms of negative and not positive, though. So when I when I reference karma, I'm definitely thinking of situations in which I've been, you know, bratty or, you know, dishonest and thinking like that will come back to me in some form. Will it come back in dishonesty or brattiness? Probably not, but there's a consequence or a reaction for that action and I'm taking responsibility for it. So when things do happen to me, like, you know, when I go to Italy and I'm en route to Ghana and I can't go there because I don't have a visa and it takes five days to get there and like 3,000 euros, like I understand there is a point in my life (laughs) where it led me to this exact moment because I was being a dumb bitch in some capacity and it's my portion. And I needed that experience (laughs) for the next positive experience to happen. That's how I look at karma. Um, But it does definitely, it does definitely keep me morally aligned um i definitely think i operate in certain spaces morally for fear of a negative consequence then because i'm an that's empath. what i was gonna ask you like do you feel like we use like as a society we use karma as a tool of control rather like rather than a law of the universe you know what i mean like if everyone mm. knows that if you're a dumb bitch today then you're gonna go to hell and burn for eternity Like, is that just, like, have we just come up with the concept of karma just to control people? Um, No, I think there are are enough storylines and moving parts in the world that you're going to feel, you're going to be a character in someone's story and, like, residually something bad or good is going to happen to you anyway. I don't Mm. think that's, like, a 
a tool for control. I think it can be used in that way. You know, that's how parents parent. That's how people dole out discipline. Like there is a consequence. And if I don't do it to you physically, it'll be karmic, you know? Yeah. It's, it's definitely yeah. out there. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing either. I feel like if people moved with a little bit more fear, <laughs> they yeah, would be no, more conscious same. of how same. to treat other people better. I mean, I'm not a very fearful person. I definitely, um, like, I'm not scared of the consequence, but I just prefer good things to happen to me more often than not, that I'm willing right. to role play um, morality to dodge um, karma's fucking kick. Yeah, do you think karma also works with intention? So even though you're doing good things, but the intention is evil, mm. like will the karmic effects of that be good or will they be evil? Give me an example. Um, for example, if I start an NGO, this is, this is a common one actually. So if I start a charity because I want, you know, I want good tax returns or like I get tax benefits for being philanthropic, I'm not actually starting this charity to help people. My intention, or my intention is also just reputation. Like, my company will be a lot better if I have good CSR. My reputation as a human being will also be a lot better if people see me as philanthropic. And then on top of that, I'm also getting tax benefits. So let me start up this charity. The effects of that charity might be that I actually do help a thousand people, but the intention was completely selfish and self-serving. Like, what would be, in the context of karma, like, what are the actual results of that? Like, is there any room for intention? Like, do we measure morality by intent or by outcome? What do you reckon? Fuck. <laughs> Again, I, I don't outcome, believe it's honestly. cyclical or linear like that. I mean, I, yeah. I feel like how we interpret someone's intentions versus impact or even how they interpret their own intentions and impacts, it's unbeknownst to you. I mean, who knows what your brain is doing when you're not working or actively thinking about it. Um, again, like, I feel like you could get away with that shit for the rest of your life because that's not how right. karma is going to come back and get you. I think karma is like intergenerational, like it's ancestral. It's fucking like, nice. it's so much deeper than this, like I did this and so this is going to happen. But it's nice to, I feel like, because to, to an extent, I do believe that you create your own immediate reality. I'm not mm -hmm. talking like in the greater scheme of the earth and the planets, but you in your day to day, you really do control how, you really do control how you interpret it. So if you've created your own benchmark of karma and you believe that this action will will cause this reaction, then that is going to yeah. govern the way you see the world and nobody can change that. So I do think that if it's important to regulate or to reevaluate um, what your spectrum or what your uh, yeah what your spectrum of karma is and how it works, yes. because it keeps you aligned. You know what I mean? No, I love that you brought that up. So my friend Mukundwa on her Instagram story yesterday asked the question. Is accountability the same thing as victim blaming? And it like <laughs> got me spiraling. Yeah, I spiraled and I started thinking a lot about karma. And honestly, I do think it is the same thing because, and this is where I'll get dragged, but I do think it's the same thing because even if we take the example of, if we take, remember when Erica Vadu got dragged on Twitter mm -hmm. because she made a statement about how like girls wearing mini skirts to school mm -hmm. should be more cautious because men are trash and like that's like the reper you already know what the repercussions of that are going to be. 
And then people were like, this bitch is victim blaming, this and this and that. But the way I see it, like, the world is trash. So while on one hand, we do need to teach men to stop being rapists instead of teaching women to wear sh- to not wear short skirts, we also, as women, need to be accountable for the ways we act in the environments that we're forced into. Yeah, I don't think there's a difference between accountability and victim blaming, but I do think the difference is in moral responsibility. So, like, the guy who raped you because you were wearing a a short skirt is morally responsible for being trash, but we are all accountable for the world that we created where men don't have the range to not be primitive and rape women just because they're wearing short skirts. I think, like, there's a really big difference between individual accountability versus, like, the larger context of karma as a whole. And that's where, like, shit gets really tricky. It is really tricky. And every second day we're accused of victim blaming because the world I live in, I, again, it goes back to the control narrative. I would like to feel like things don't happen to me and that I'm not a passive player in my own story. Yeah. And I use that that sort of like um, uh, that example of storyline because this is all like a fucking simulation movie narrative. And the quicker you look at it that way, you start to realize that it's not just like it's you orbiting in your own immediate universe. And yes, there is one bigger outside of you. But in your day to day, how you see the world reigns supreme. So everybody outside of you is just a fucking character. That person Thanks. that you see at the, at the you know the grocery store, you don't know their lifestyle, so they have no almost no value to you. Therefore, a character. So for me, it's easy to acknowledge and to almost reduce harm by understanding what part do I play to mitigate this in future. You exactly. Know? And I also think like this is why I'm I'm getting to a point where I don't really believe in causality, like I don't fully believe in the law of cause and effect which i know is like what a lot of buddhist thought is rooted in and if you are an og listener of this podcast like you already know my religion is interconnectedness interdependence all of that i feel like if we reframe the concept of karma so that it's not about cause and effect but instead it's about interdependence then there there isn't any victim blaming like there's no heroes and there's no villains there's no clowns in like clown schools like we're all equally well not equally but we're all accountable for the shitty world that we've created and we're all accountable for the shitty world that we are creating so like the world isn't really happening to us but we're like all creating the world together and it's not a matter of cause and effect it's a matter of like everything is happening symbiotically and mutually i mean yeah if that's the way we start if that's the way we started to think about this topic, then that would justify why, you know, quote unquote, bad things happen to good people and vice versa. Mm-hmm. I definitely know that when we talk about karma, we get into that discussion of the law of attraction and manifesting. And, you know, the irony is not lost to me that it's people who are in positions of affluence who can manifest easier than others. You know Facts. what I mean? Like, yeah. not, I know it. It's not a game. Um, so it also makes me think, you know, like why, why do people die, you know, early or why do people lose their children or why do people get cancer? These, these questions come up quite quickly when we start to look at the way, look at the world in a way of like, there's a consequence for every action and somebody must have did something to have this happen to them. 
Right. And again, it, when we when we think about it as not linear, like you didn't do this potentially, but it might have happened to you or some you like it's almost like you it's we can't comprehend how we feed into the world. It is very exactly. naive to think that how we see it is how things work and that A plus B equals C or one plus two equals three. It would make sense for that to happen. But so many things do not make sense. I exactly. just justified it because it's easier, you know, <laughs> but. Like Bobo said, it, if it serves you to adopt a certain worldview to help you get through your immediate world, I would encourage you to do so. Do That's that. why when I speak about manifesting, I don't speak about manifesting in a spiritual aspect because I know for a fact I can't prove that it is spiritual or fucking like quasi or like yeah. omnipotent. I just know for me that when I, when I actively will quote-unquote good things into my life i work harder towards them it is a conscious thing it's not fucking the universe speaking at me or to me or through me it's my interpretation of what the universe is doing and i'm just assuming it's working in my favor but like boba and i are always talking about like the universe doesn't know us like that this isn't pulling strings for me individually she might (laughs) have seen me around the way you know what i mean she might have been looking at your storyline saw me in the background thought i said she's cute she's cute but sis isn't going above and beyond for me. And the sooner that I realize that she doesn't know me like that and how she affects me is not my business. The less disappointed you'll be. Easier. Honestly. Sis said, oh, oh, plus <laughs> Miami? What's, um, oh, sorry, bitch. You know, I, I read it once. And <laughs> she's like, I don't really know you like that. But, you know, I, I've seen what you do on the, on the internet. It's cute. <laughs> exactly. And it's like when we, when we look at stories about, like, the person who has cancer, I think like karma can seem like such a cruel concept Mm. when you think about all of the cruel shit that happens to people arbitrarily like no one chooses to get cancer but i think also what makes karma cruel or uncruel is how you define like you in the whole equation of life Mm. so like if you think about the idea that everything happens to you as a result of everything that comes out of you like that's really absurd only mm-hmm. if you define yourself as an individual. Yeah. But if you define your yourself as like... <laughs> yeah, like your ego is really jumping out. But if you define yourself as like you are one wave that's part of a larger ocean, like you're just one part of an entire whole thing, then there's no victims, there's no perpetrators, there's no heroes, there's no villains. It just becomes like a dance that we're all actively participating in and therefore we're all equally accountable because it's a dance that we're all creating as opposed to it being a law i also don't like to think of karma as a law like i don't think it's a law i just feel like it's more of like a rhythm like a pattern Mm. um but a pattern that we're all actively creating and i feel like once you conceptualize the law of attraction that way then you're not fucked like you're not fucked when you're in a terrible situation because you know that you're not a victim but you're also not like an egomaniac when you're a multi-billionaire because you know that you're not the only person like you are not the person that orchestrated your success like it's all of us collectively equally that created all of our individual situations and like that's how i conceptualize karma and even the law of attraction yeah see i'm much less of a philosopher a philosophical bitch like that i was i think life would be much easier if we were all governed stringently by karma 
or at least if we mm. were fearful of karma because you know i don't really mind no, I if, agree with if that. people if, if someone's good deed is disingenuous you know what i mean like <laughs> i don't really care if you know you donated six million dollars to charity but you did it so someone would praise you the impact of that outweighs your intention and that's okay right. for me and if we were all in my opinion if we were all moving to that rhythm knowing that good begets good it wouldn't matter about your intention we'd all just be like thriving you know no i agree with that too but that's because i also believe like i really believe that it benefits us more to live in delusion than to be fully aware of like what's actually happening mm -hmm. like if we're all equally under the illusion that there's like a big guy watching over us and taking care of us and like making sure that we make the right decisions and that we'll all go to hell then i just think life works a lot more smoothly for all of us as opposed to just if we all fully understood that actually this is all just one simulation like there's no such thing as free will there's no one waiting for you at the end of life with a clipboard judging you i just think you would hope like, <laughs> I said, look. I'm like, you know what, God? It's it's funny that you mentioned Bobo. She was just. It was a time in my life. They say when everyone Flex comes through for a reason heaven. or season. <laughs> and she brought me closer to you. I don't want any problems. <laughs> Flex is literally gonna be like, I've never met that bitch. Like, you said I've her never name was what? That whore. Oh no, I don't know. <laughs> it just no, it hasn't. I haven't come up before. I don't know that. I don't even <laughs> hang out with blacks like that. Yeah. Like, was she black? <laughs> I don't have any dark friends. <laughs> I was trying to keep my karma right, so like only white people. <laughs> What do you think about like this whole concept of like being in a karmic trap? Like the idea that like in your past life you were Hitler mm. and then you reincarnated as a black woman in a slum and your karma was that in your past life you were Hitler and now you're stuck inside this karmic circle. Like how do you how do you feel about that? And like how does that intersect with your ideas about free will um i mean look crazy things have happened <laughs> <laughs> do you know what like I'm it yelling. makes more sense to me than not does it part of me part of me would like to think that we're all here to learn some sort of divine lesson it might yeah. be as simple as recycling is important or as deep as you know like the 10 commandments i don't really know what we're out here doing but it would make sense to me that if you didn't learn your lesson once it would be taught to you in a much more severe way yeah also i want to go back to this idea of teaching you know when we talk about you know why did why do good things happen to bad people and vice versa why did somebody get cancer it is mm. really presumptuous and naive to think that our interpretation of good and bad is the one that reigns supreme like Bitch, death is not better than life get like getting it. out of this this cycle that we're in now <laughs> might not be better than the alternative who let's knows what's popping it. on the other side yeah man is trying to rush us through like oh shit like <laughs> you hoes it rains where you are oh no sweetie <laughs> literally pull up they got snacks here <laughs> So yeah, I'm just trying to remind myself that of course things seem, of course lessons and teachings and consequences and reactions seem unnecessarily um, 
negative or like their punishment for punishment's sake but learning is not a bad thing and and, right. and how you do that or how it's interpreted is all your business but for me i like discipline and i like authority and yeah <laughs> it's it's benefited me more than it hasn't but i mean that makes a lot of sense to me to be fair though i i haven't and i don't do a lot of research about past lives and healing the collective and what was before, what was after, just because mm. I haven't even scratched the surface of the current and the physical. But right. it, it, it makes sense to me that that shit would happen. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I fully, fully believe in reincarnation. I fully believe in past lives. I fully believe in karma, except I, the actual definition of karma is literally just action. So it has a it has very little to do with like cause and effect. But like with that being said, I feel like the only way to free yourself from a vicious karmic cycle would be to detach from outcomes. Mm. But also, if you expect the world to reward you for being a good person, then you'll also be constantly disappointed. So mm. I feel like the only way to really free yourself from like your karma, if you have bad karma or even good karma, is to detach from outcomes like just do things and with no expectation that you're gonna be rewarded for being a good person but just do things knowing that like life is just undulations of ups and downs contractions and expansions but just do it anyway see i'm like the same same but different i'm like do things knowing that do good things knowing that the reaction of doing good things are mostly positive and avoid mm. doing bad things because you know the reaction is mostly negative unless that you unless you thrive on negativity do you know what i'm saying like oh no hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, that, that is what it is. No, like, so you, you do that knowing that, like, do good things and the, the effects of that will probably be good shit. But don't be yeah. attached to that outcome. Like, once you're attached to that outcome, like, now that's when you get stuck into, like, a vicious karmic cycle because you were attached to outcomes. Like, live life as if it's just, like, one pattern. Like, just be part of the dance and the flow. I sound like one of those, like, woo-woo white girls on YouTube. Honestly, she said be part of the dance and the flow. Which one's this? Uh, bitch <laughs> <laughs> which one put me on you know what i'm just trying to rig the system i'm trying to yeah. fly under the radar you know what i mean <laughs> like i'm just trying to like turn a few wheels and cogs mind my business get through scott three learn some shit yeah i'm here for harm reduction and i just feel yeah it's 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 tricky to navigate because there are a lot of contradicting theories because we are learning life as it goes. It did mm. not occur to me. I mean, because once you, you look at one concept from two different lenses, it gives you the range to understand it a little bit better. So when I was looking at manifesting from a purely spiritual woo-woo lens, it didn't resonate because I have willed a thousand things into uh, my existence from not trying. And I willed nothing into my existence from trying super hard, you know? So it didn't make sense to me just, just to want it was enough to have it. But then alternatively, when you look at the science angle of it, and when you understand that 
your um, conscious and subconscious mind govern your brain almost equally in some respects um, and that your brain can't tell the difference between reality and fantasy, then you can start to see and to acknowledge how your thoughts can affect the way you see the world. You know what I mean? So if you always associate pink with femininity, maybe childhood, um, you know, being soft and pure, then that is how you register anybody wearing pink. That's how you register pink furniture, pink branding. That's just how you'll see it. And for the most part, it'll be very hard for someone to change that reality for you. You know what I'm saying? And so when you take it a step further and you start to, and conceptualize the idea of, you know, you being a confident person and you you associate the way you look and the way you feel with confidence. It's very hard to conceive a reality where that is not the truth. And that's where, that's the kind of manifesting that I'm trying to encourage. Less about the spiritual gatekeeping. Like you gotta be spiritually aligned, chakras doing their shit, auras, you know, pink and yellow to be someone who's capable of achieving more. Because while that may be true, it's not a, it's not necessarily um, a very like rational lens to view it all with because that's ever changing. How do you know what an aura looks like? It's just your interpretation (laughs) of what somebody's drawn before you. You know what I mean? And so Mm. for me, it's trying to, if you are struggling to understand concepts that are foreign to you, look at them from different interpretations. A thousand people will say they believe in the law of attraction, karma, manifesting, but when asking them to to reveal what it actually means, you'll find the practice is quite quite dissimilar. Like the intersections aren't really, really there. So um, yeah, when it comes to things like karma, karmic retribution, the law of attraction, I would definitely quiz the person that you're speaking with or do your best to clarify what you mean by that. Because I know a lot of people who use tools like that as uh, as, as fear-mongering. You know, like the, as you said before, the consequence of doing this is karma, therefore act as I would like you to. And and while that may be true, if you are under direct control of someone like a parent or an abusive partner, but the rest of the world, that isn't the way the world works. Like shit pops off the way it wants to pop off because it does. So remind yourself that. And then, you know, as much as you would like to believe that you have full control over what happens, it's also naive. Remember, there is is your immediate world that is your brain and there is the world that happens around you, which is interconnected by 8 billion other brains. You know what I mean? Like, But it's also like, (laughs) if you even look at nature or like the universe as a whole, why would we be exempt from the laws that like everything is just sort of happening in a Mm. pattern? Like, why would we be different? Like us dumb bitches who have our range, like the range of understanding that we have when we navigate this entire universe is so small. Like, why would we be exempt from any of the laws that dictate how shit happens? And that's the question. We're not. So I, I, it's one of those things where, and I don't know if it's easy for other people to think this way because it's just how I govern my life. But knowing that, yeah, again, in my immediate world, things happen the way I would like them to. Like I'm special, I reign supreme. Things happen as I want them to because that's how I intend them for them to happen. But also acknowledging outside, you know that phrase, like there are greater forces at work. Mm-hmm. Maybe those forces are just those people next door to you that ruin your life by playing music late at night so you <laughs> can't sleep. Or maybe yeah. those forces is a man in the sky, you know, with a clipboard doing his... You know, it's like the f- things are happening and the sooner you acknowledge that you only have control to a certain extent, it's easier just to, like, surrender to a little bit. Like, yeah. mind your business, you know? So mind your, minding your business is the law of attraction. It's a philosophy. Like, that is... It is... It's a lifestyle. It's philosophy. 
it's honestly like how you alchemize into your higher self when you mm. literally just mind your business and understand that like there's so many forces working outside of you that you just have absolutely no control over so what benefit is it to stress over them like mm. where is that where is the benefit i don't know also for me it's not so much about like trying to identify like what are all the objectively right laws of the universe versus the wrong ones and like how does everything actually work it's more about like what serves me and what can i pick and choose and what's going to make my life easier and i'll just live under that illusion like let me live under the illusion that serves my happiness the most I like that a lot. And also having the range to communicate that because there is nothing worse than somebody who's giving you like that straight woo-woo juice and you're like, okay, babes with a little bit of logic, like talk me through it. And you're like, no, it's just that. Like, you know, like <laughs> we're not encouraging you to just like go full crazy and um <laughs> and just say that no things anarchy. are things because... Yeah, no, no, no. But it's also, you know, it's your full responsibility to make sure the way you move through the world is aligned with how you want to. Um, right. And if you can find a justification for that, that suits you and is easy to communicate, then do that. But also, like I say, beware the consequence of telling people, like of, of explaining to people how you see the world. Because I know for a fact, the only reason why I fleshed out my beliefs and my practice on manifestation is because it was questioned and uh, critiqued so often. And so I really mm. had to, to understand it on a conscious level like what am i actually doing and how do i think this contributes because it's yeah. not fail safe it is literally just moving through the world trying to like rig my brain no actually <laughs> it's not and i also witchy. feel like it's something that people do that they think benefits them is framing karma as like a tool of justice like oh well that person's trash that person robbed a bank so karma will get them eventually and I just find for me, it's a lot easier to navigate the world without expecting fairness or justice from the world and like detaching myself from those outcomes because that's not what karma is. Like karma isn't like a tool of justice because it doesn't recognize anything as good or bad mm. and like good or bad. Again, like this goes back to why everything is all interconnected because like there's just no good or bad. There's no such thing. And as soon as you detach from duality in that way and like understand that everything is interdependent, then you're not looking at anything as like, this is something that's happening to me because I was trash in this way. It's just like, no, like this is just happening and it is what it is. I don't know if it's good or if it's bad because there's no such thing. And I don't have the range to even understand what good or bad is because I'm limited by my perception and I'm trapped inside my skin suit, which is very limiting. So it is what it is. Like a lot of this is just like, it is what it is. It is what it is. It's like an extension of mind your own business. Yeah, literally. There are some <laughs> things you have absolute control over if you deem it to be true in your reality. And there are some things you just surrender to knowing that I can... I can um, accelerate this or I could slow this down, but it's not my business. This is also why, and a point I wanted to make about going to, you know, spiritual healers and psychics and, and mediums and whatever to try and get an understanding for the way the world works. Mm. And I remember quizzing uh, a tarot reader that I went to once. Um, and he said, I want to tell you this because I imagine you're this person, you, you are an, an action person and a doer. 
and you are going to hear this reading and want to go apply what you've learned. There is nothing you can do, say, or to change what's going to happen to you because any contribution that you make from now on moving forward is going to affect it in some way unbeknownst to you because it's not linear. So when you receive this information on how to re-up your life, don't think that how you interpret it and how you then go and action it is going to, is going to result in the same um, result that you want. It's just not, it's unrealistic. Think of all the possibilities. Every time you leave your house, right, there are billions of possibilities as to what you could possibly do and what could go wrong. It right. is so naive to think that the way that you've willed it to be in your head is the way that it's going to happen Mm-mm. and what happens in return and how you interpret it is what it was going to be. Like, it's just not going to happen. It's so just it's like, not. It's like at some point you need to know that you just need to let things, like leave things to, you might say the universe, it might be the other 8 billion people in the world, it might be like your neighbour next door, most things aren't in your control yeah but if you prefer to delude yourself like i do then like follow me but for the most part let your like stop let yourself live a little bit don't be so anxious yeah i I do think a huge part of manifestation is just surrendering and Mm. like just going with the flow because when you don't not only do you limit yourself to like the one possibility that you've made up in your head like i think a lot of a lot of times we do this thing where like we want this one thing and because we're so limited by our perception we delude ourselves into believing that the only way to get to that one place is through this one path and we do that because we're so like egotistical and we're so naive about how much power we actually have over our lives Whereas if you just surrendered to the wills and like all the parts of existence that you have no control over, you immediately open yourself up to infinite possibilities that you couldn't even imagine. And I just think like that's 70% of manifestation, which isn't to say like go sit down and wait for things to happen to you. It's to say go do the things that you want to happen but also do them not being attached to outcomes and not being attached to the ways that you think they're going to manifest and unveil unveil themselves. <gasps> do you know what point I wanted to make? I don't know where mm. it feeds into this episode, but I've just been thinking about it. I think, is it from watching Love Island? Probably. Yeah. Um, the phrasing, I had no choice. We've got to mm. stop with that shit. Like, need to stop. there are all, there's always more than two choices just say you picked your desired outcome you know what i mean (laughs) but this like i had no choice i'm not to blame this is this is all i could have done you know like what was i meant to do there's always more than one option you just didn't want to consider it and that's okay but we need to stop like and again call me victim blamey say what you want but you need to take accountability for the choices that you make because like even if they're subconscious they're yours let's say you know you woke up you went to the bus stop, your bus didn't come, you didn't want to pay for a cab to get to work until you get to work, you know, I had no choice, I had to be late, the bus didn't come. You had a choice, you picked the one that served you best in that moment. There Take we accountability go. for that. There we have it. That shit's so annoying, you know? And because I have no choice implies that it's somebody else's fault. Now mm-hmm. in that scenario of the bus situation, that's shifting blame. Like I had no choice. And so if somebody is upset at me, then that's not fair. Why yeah. isn't that fair? Let people, give people <laughs> space 
to feel how they want to feel based on how you've inflicted or interrupted their life. You know what and I mean? And the gag is that even after you say I had no choice, like that doesn't mitigate the choice that you made. Like it oh. doesn't make it any better. Like, oh. <laughs> like it's still a trash <laughs> choice, you know? So yeah, Own it. always, it's so much easier. There's and nothing better with, than you're with someone who's kind of like, oh, that's my bad. Like, yeah, I cooked that one. Yeah. Because otherwise, we're just like sitting in a sitting in a in a room. There's so, no like, moral responsibility Throwing a proverbial blame ball around. Yeah, I mean, like, who's going to take this? I can't look after this blame baby. I don't. I'm not, I'm not ready to be a parent yet. You look after this. This is your blame baby. You- oh wait, <laughs> I have a question for you. Actually, on that note of like the idea that there's no, you have no choice. There was this story once of this guy who was locked up for being a pedophile. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember where I read this. But anyway, there's this guy who was locked up for being a pedophile. And while he was going through his trial or whatever, they noticed that he actually had a brain tumor and a rare condition where he can't control his sexual impulses. And so, like, once they got rid of that, um, his pe- pedophilic, pedophilic tendencies were gone. In that instance where you've now raped like five babies, five children, and you have no choice because it's a condition, like it's an illness, how do we navigate that in the context of like ethics and morality? Let me think. Or even like something simple, like if someone is bipolar and they run up on you and they set your house on fire, like, are they morally responsible for an action that they didn't actually have a choice over? Yep. Intent versus impact. I'm going to go back to that. Because mm. you maybe no choice, but a lot less choice. I think I, 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 um, maybe a more realistic um, example would be, you know, maybe somebody who is depressed and knows that when they're in a depressive state, they might be mean to their partner or really hard to be around. While you are not to blame for your depression, because it's a chemical imbalance that's out of your control, you do have a responsibility over the actions that you do, that of your actions in some capacity. Like somebody needs to be responsible for that. Like we, like we just can't leave that in a gray area. So yeah, while you, who is responsible? While you can't be penalized for that in like a really severe way, if Mm. there is responsibility or ownership, it is yours. Right. Who who who's who's else is that? <laughs> like, I want to know. Is it mine? <laughs> but then it, I guess that's where we go back to like the idea of interdependence, and that aren't we all responsible for that? Like, I don't. I guess I don't know. It's it's a hard it's a hard pill to swallow. But I would actually say that we are all on a subconscious level. We all feed into that because. As we know, like nature versus nurture, maybe depression becomes a chemical imbalance. Maybe it doesn't, you know, it's all yeah. of these things, but it's like, there's one thing, it's knowing what we know and then also understand that there are other possibilities. And I acknowledge yeah. that there are other possibilities, but in the world I live in now, how you behave is, is your business. Right. And it's, it's, if there's a responsibility to be taken, it's going to be you. But also these are the limits of free will, right? Like I fully believe that you can, we can all do whatever we want. Like we all have the choice to do whatever we want, but we don't have the choice over what it is that we want. So like we don't get mm-hmm. to pick our desires, but we can pick how we navigate our desires and whether or not to pursue them and this and this and that. So I feel like that's one of the major limitations of our free will. Even if even our desires 
are already like preordained then that's a like that's a major limitation on how that much free will true. you have you know but, but it's, it doesn't mean that you don't have it's the same for choice. all of us you know that's not like right. it's not like just one of us has that issue it's all of us so right. knowing that let's move forward from that fact you know what i mean like yeah. if we only have a limited amount of free will that means we do need to work do, within we the do need to maintain some kind of responsibility for how we behave or yeah. own those things like they're now it's ours like if i can't if i can't help who i'm attracted to we all know that and then what yeah <laughs> like it just seems like a that? really convenient fucking scapegoat to yeah. be like, but i can't help it it's like we've been can't help it <laughs> forever <laughs> and then and I what think, like a lot of marginalized groups do that like mm-hmm a lot of marginalized groups will feel that it's okay to be trash because mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm marginalized. But it's like, no, fam. Like, you don't get absolved from morality or moral responsibility just because you've been... And this is why, again, like karma is not a tool for justice. So just because I, as a black woman, experience oppression, I don't get a pass for expressing people. Like, I'm not exempt from the rules of, like what is it newton's third law like no one is exempt from the rules of physics just because they're oppressed like we're all in this bitch that's it that is it i mean it's it's one of those things where i'm like i could be mad all day but mm. i at it's it's at this point in the conversation where i wish there was somebody who opposed us heavily it's like it's not my fault this happened to me blah 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 There's and not in like it just in a yeah. general way because you know i would i definitely have been around people who are of the belief that things happen to people and it is so hard to navigate conversations like this because we same there's no foundation of similar belief yeah. and so I, I just remember vividly having this conversation with this guy and he was just so dismissive of people's achievements because he was of the belief that if they were to try or weren't going to try it, it that was it just their portion anyway. i'm like yeah. how can you be so spiritual in that regard but then don't understand that there's a possibility that that too can be your portion in right. a certain time if you like surrender to the possibility but it just but seemed like what a grim way to live just yeah because like, i was I gonna say why it, would like... you not commit suicide if that's how you felt about life mm. Like, like she just happening live? to you all day? Like, Literally. how mad would like, you I'm be? Like, I'm just a puppet? Leave me alone. <laughs> and honestly, like, <laughs> even if I am just a puppet, like, I don't want to live like I am. And yeah, that's I'm a pet, not a puppet. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's the distinction I really want to make. <laughs> even if I don't have free will, which I probably don't, honestly, I don't want to live like I don't have free will because mm. then I might as well die. And I think that's the purpose of illusion. Like, that is the purpose of why we live. Imagine if we all fully understood the nature of reality. We would all, we'd have no will to live. We'd all kill ourselves. So the reason that we continue as a species to exist, the reason we're so possessive of our lives is because on some fundamental level, we believe that there's a reason that we're here and that, like, we're not condemned to pain and suffering. I feel that. So that's, wow, this is a really good conversation. <laughs> it just started. I really thought it we were really about has. to fight, like the, are <laughs> uh, people inherently good or bad? I was preparing for that. 
I was like, let this part say something. Let this part really. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. I know. I thought we might get into some like moral dilemmas. But I know. I, I guess feel like we're mostly how do we on sum the same up the page? episode though? Like karma, the law of attraction. Well, okay. We'll start with karma. Karma is lo- not linear. How yeah. you interpret the reaction to an action that you've made is unlikely to be the way it's going to happen. So Facts. don't get bogged down in the potential consequence of a behavior. Just like either do it with your ch- do it with your chest, and then hope that your children suffer for it, or <laughs> <laughs> or just don't do it and live in um, live in you know a jail that you made for yourself. Ex- there we have it. How would you sum up the law of attraction? I would say none of this is real. So, and karma is not a law. The law of attraction is also not a law. It's just like patterns. There's no, you know what? You know what's another thing? I think the reason that we frame these things as law is because, like the West, the West has this like preoccupation with obedience. And I feel like the reason that we, the way that we framed karma as this thing of like, like if you don't do this, then you'll burn in hell and et cetera, et cetera, is because I think like the West frames, like the only way to have order is obedience. Whereas really, if you look at nature, like a flower isn't obedient to anything, but there's so much order in the way that nature works and nature works symbiotically it works in cycles it works as a dance it works in rhythms and patterns and i think the same works for karma and the law of attraction that it's not any like one law that you have to follow it's just like a frequency that you need to get on it's just like more of a surrendering than a following of the law if that makes sense can i ask a quick question what is the difference between surrendering and refusing accountability? Ooh, I think refusing accountability still is rooted in the, the concept of duality. So when you're refusing to be accountable for something, you are refusing because you don't want to be the perpetrator. Let's say, for example, you are, you are unemployed and you hate being unemployed and you also haven't applied for jobs because you've deluded yourself to believe that you're surrendering to the laws of the universe and a job will just show up at your door. So refusing accountability is refusing to understand that like there's still an action component that like karma isn't just sitting back, but it's like actively participating in the dance that's happening. Whereas refusing accountability is stepping back and non- it's like non-participation. I think mm. participation is the difference. Like when you refuse to be accountable, you refuse your role. Like we all play a role in everything that's happening around us. Mm-hmm. And when you're surrendering, you're understanding that like, this is my role, but I don't need to force it. Like it can happen with effortless ease. I don't need to stress about it. I don't need to kill myself. I don't need to torture myself to get something done. Like, I can participate without, like, driving myself into a depression. It's almost like play your position as best as you think you can. And then... And detach from outcomes. Let it go. Yeah. Like, don't assume you know best. Like, don't assume that 
you know like the right path don't assume you know what the good or the bad outcome is like just do your thing detach from outcomes and mind your business or at least try yeah at least this it's is hard a really to mind hard your business, shit to do honestly <laughs> i remind myself daily 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 if my new my new thing is trying to learn how to be more resilient mm. and to not react but to respond to situations because mm. I'm impulsive. I'm ready to react at all times. I feel like everybody's constantly trying me. I'm like, let's go. Yeah. And so now I'm kind of like, like I'm always trying to edit is what I'm saying. Like edit yeah. my responses and my reactions to certain situations. Is this justified? Am I just projecting? Is this really happening? Am I cooking it? It's helping. Honestly. I was going to try uh, learning how to be more empathetic, but that shit's so hard. So I'm going to wait till <laughs> I'm in love and I'll try again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying. I don't find you an unempathetic person, honestly. I'm not um, unempathetic, but I'm not that empathetic. And I care less than people think. I think you're as, like, think. really? I think you're as empathetic as the average person. Well, mm, no, I, I mean, to people I care about, I feel like I can be empathetic, but I think I'm more driven by a duty. Like, I feel like oh. I have a duty. It's not an emotional allegiance to people. It's definitely mm. a, a duty, like a lawful relationship to oh my, my position in people's lives. That's really okay. Wow. Whereas I feel like I'm driven by like instinct or like, mm. that's really interesting. But I also don't think there's a moral difference. Like if we're. Oh, it's same, yeah. same. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, that also informs a lot of how this conversation has gone. And. Yeah, like, it all makes sense now. It all makes sense. Heaven, no plus ones. <laughs> <laughs> By way, I'm I honestly mean coming me. with you. I'm coming with you to heaven. Like, I'm going <laughs> in your suitcase. If you pull up and embarrass me, <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I am rolling up on yeah. you in heaven, unannounced. The way I'll feign confusion. <laughs> Sorry. I... Uh, I think you're the wrong person. I'm I... coming with receipts. I'm coming with receipts. Just know. I was hacked. I was <laughs> hacked. <laughs> I'm dead. But yeah, I think we've, yeah, I think we've like summarized the nature of reality. For anyone who's interested in all this type of shit, um, read up on string theory. It has some really good, string theory is basically just the theory of everything. Like what is the nature of reality? What, it, what even is this? Um, some really good takes on causality, on like karma, on everything. So go, go read up on that. And let us know in the Facebook group, on Instagram, on Patreon, what were your thoughts on this episode? Do you believe in karma? Do you believe in the law of attraction? What's really good? Like, let's get into it. Let's continue the conversation. Follow us on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Music, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.